Hi, Vasily. Hi, Nikita. Welcome to you and everybody who dares to listen to Happy Maybe, a podcast where we discuss things related to achieving happiness and other forms of life satisfaction. What's going on? And this time we wanted to touch upon the people who often, and I'm not going to try to hide my bias. So just so everybody knows that I have a certain bias towards this topic. So this time we're going to talk about people who sell happiness. And what I mean by it is the, let's call them coaches, like life coaches or gurus or any individuals who would identify as a life coach or as a guru. Anybody who is selling, who is essentially explaining to others or trying to guide others towards better life. A lot of the times they have a lot of following. They might be social media influencers of some kind. They might be book authors. They could be, there's a lot of, they, they come in a lot of variations. And as of late in the circles where I, find myself quite often, I, I just see those relatively young people who become life coaches. And it is especially funny when they're, let's say, younger than me. And often I just want to say, what are you coaching about? You don't know nothing. And to my surprise, they find their audience. They find their audience and uh, they find people who follow them and they find people who want to listen to them and they even like use their recommendations. There are all kinds of coaches, you know, dating coaches, life coaches, spiritual coaches. And uh, like I said, I do want to be explicit that I do have a pretty personally just dislike for any coaches and I did not have any good experiences ever. We can talk more about this, but let me stop here. Vasily, have you, what's your opinion about coaches and how do you find this in your life? Let me mention that I know this about you, that you are skeptical of this and that you you're like a maximalist in the sense of like wh whoever transmits knowledge, wisdom needs to earn that right. And you know, if, if we go by your very strict standards, nobody is qualified, right? Because people who you respect, like you told me a lot, are the ones who admit openly and freely that they don't know everything and there's still a lot to learn and uh, they don't have very hard-line opinions about anything. And I think I think you appreciate that. And it's like seems like a, a more honest position because who is qualified to be like super well-based and situated to you know guide others as a life coach. But I had some experiences with coaches and even tried myself to be a coach a little bit, not, you know, in earnest, but I, I dabble into it and I'm still open to it, to being a coach, especially when somebody needs my help, not just, you know, imposing myself on people like I know stuff, you know. I have some years of experience in different things, you know, so my, why not transfer this knowledge in exchange? change for money. But I wrote down some things that I like about gurus slash coaches and some things that I don't like. Maybe they're super you know, basic things, but some people might find it enlightening. So let me pose my number one pro is it's as follows. They show you a way to do things you had no idea you could try and apply. So basically they shake you out of your seat, you know, of, of your place in the head or in life, you know, and kind of demonstrate that with some effort, you can look at things differently and you can apply yourself differently that you never thought about. What do you think about this? Sounds great. I don't, I'm not opposed to it. Sure. It's, it's good. Like someone who's shaking your worldview and such and helping you to see things differently. Uh, whoever is doing that for me, that's wonderful. <laughs> I meant, 
you have to be open to it, right? But then I'll say my first con disadvantage that they may have is they offer methods that aren't precisely tailored for you sometimes, right? Or, or more often than not, because nobody really has the time and, and motivation to create something specifically for you, nor can they read your mind and feel your situation completely. So even though they have something for you, they may do it in a kind of a boilerplate way that they think they will cover a, a variety of students and followers. What do you think about this con? If we're talking about all teachers everywhere. At work you might have a you might have an older colleague who's helping you, coaching you into your new job. So this person is taking up the role of a teacher, of a of your coach. Because naturally that is what they need to do. And generally when you are more proficient in anything and in that field there is someone who is potentially less knowledgeable, maybe less tenured, than they need your help. And in fact, they are asking for your help, at which point you should, and it is, I think, uh, like the social requirement for you to provide this help. And I have no objections to this. It makes sense. Anyone and anybody and all people eventually have to go through the phase of their lives when they are sharing the knowledge that they have acquired, just like they have learned from others. What I'm, I think, referring to more so is the overgrown, strange looking culture of people who are selling an image of a happy person. And their main product is, look at me, I am happy whatever that look at my Instagram, you probably want to be like me either because I have so much money or I have so much success in my dating life or just look at me. I have a success in some way. And here are the steps that you can take to copy my lifestyle. Basically it, that's, that's kind of the con that I mean that these steps may not work for you. Maybe you have some, that's right. You know, psychological issues or genetic issues, or you're in a completely different different culture, and the method they sell may not work for you. I think that that's this is when the um, dissonance may happen, right? Your expectations are to reach that image if you're in in, in the spot of learning that they, you see on their Instagram, but you cannot get there, and who knows why? Maybe because their photos are not really real and they doctored, or maybe because the method they offer is not for you. So and. I think you've been there, kind of. I've been there, um, but let's let me mention the pro that I like is number two. So, the coaches are or gurus are motivated to deliver results for you, and oftentimes it's from the goodness of the heart and from contractual obligation. Right? You pay them money, and they they actually care about delivering some knowledge and information and getting results out of you. They watch you take the steps. They check in with you. I think that's a lot more energy directed at you as a student than you could get in many other places. Uh, like maybe even your family members and friends are not as enthusiastic about your results. So a coach does that. I think that's a unique uh, sort of relationship that you can enjoy. Don't you see that there's a conflict of interest? If their goal is to get you happy for you to succeed at what you hired the coach for, does that mean that they're going to lose the client the moment that you're done? There is this dating app with them. Yeah, that's my second second con. Okay, yeah, go ahead. 
Right, there's a dating app called uh, whatever. There's a dating app, and the motto of the dating app is the app designed to be deleted, which is a wonderful thing to say. And what we could see sometimes with the like the guru's culture and such, people are people become obsessed and really, really attached to the person who is guiding them to the point where they're unable to live by themselves. And actually, I think that I'm I have experienced this myself with like therapists. There are humans who there are people who live, who see their the same therapist for decades. And at that point, the therapist becomes like this figure of a personal close friend, but not quite friend who you pay to see. And there is something wrong with this, in my opinion. Another example I want to bring is if you've, uh, I know you've done Vipassana and I have done Vipassana too. Um, Vipassana is this meditation tradition in Buddhist tradition that has a very specific structure. And one of the things that they bring there is that they say the teaching must be offered freely. One should not pay for the teaching to receive the teaching before they go and do it. And recently I've been paying a like I, I care a lot about whether or not what I'm receiving is paid for or freely given. Like I understand that somebody might say, look, I'm you know I'm I'm not making any personal profits, but I have to pay for the space. If you can chip in for the space, um, otherwise I'm really happy happy to share my knowledge and my coaching with you. It is a very different when you are their source of income. I think that if you're their source of income, they cannot possibly be not biased towards not necessarily being interested in you getting better. Yeah, I, I keep nodding the whole time uh, because I feel it for sure. And even if they swear to you that there's no such bias or conflict, they might as well, very well, you know, tell themselves this story where like, oh, I, I this student needs me for as long as they do. And I don't know how long it's going to last. I'm just going to be here until they reach the results they want. And, and they're not necessarily motivated to get you there as fast as possible, right? Because it's a long lasting relationship and a source of income. So that's my second con. They're, they are incentivized in keeping you as a student for a long time. Some people out of cluelessness and they honestly don't intend that, but they're still incentivized. Others have this dark motive to, to keep you there. Uh, and they over, over the years, they learn perfectly how to like hold that line and i've been there myself like i you know i would work with the coach and i, I would think or more recently you saw me uh, firing my uh, psychologist and it was very difficult for me because she tried to you know not to let me off so easily because it's kind of a i don't know like it's a disappointment for her that she didn't help me all the way or it's me deciding that it's time to go and it's like in my head it's like is it really time to go like am i bailing too soon you know it's it's very yeah, it's a difficult psychological situation there what comes to mind is and i can't remember when i read this before but the idea that the, the, the student finds the teacher not the other way around so that that um, I remember at some point I wanted, I really wanted to help and coach people into um, becoming software engineers. Like I thought I can help them. I can just provide some instructions. And it was difficult to do because it was difficult to find anyone willing to do it. I know that I'm knowledgeable and I know that I'm patient and I'm willing to spend my time helping someone. I have been, I think for years. It's been surprisingly challenging, nearly impossible to find someone who actually wants it. What I think also happens is that the prospective student wants to pay for the course or pay for the coaching, hoping that the fact of paying is what brings them results, while in fact it is their own motivation that helps them. 
Like I have actually observed recently with a friend of mine who would continuously pay one coach and one course of self-improvement and another one and then another one. And I'm like, can you, can you please stop? It's not helping. I don't think it's helping. You, you just need to stop doing all of this. For a similar reason recently, I also stopped um, doing therapy. Because after so many years, I realized that I think that I need to, I no longer know why I'm doing this. So maybe I should stop. Yeah, that's a big one to ask yourself why. Uh, and if your intuition tells you, like, you're just on rails right now, you're just gliding, you know, sliding, and it's it's time to reevaluate. And sometimes even take a forced break just to be in that state where your routine is not automatic, like you don't rely upon someone else to give you answers. And with this comes my third pro, gurus raise your energy. Okay, let's not, uh, gurus, <laughs> it's a little triggering for me. Okay, so coaches or educators raise your energy by fostering action. So I think if, you, if you're if you stuck, if you don't have energy that really moves you, then an external person can, can help you by giving you tasks, giving you things to work on, and I think that that's, that's definitely a plus because, again, it's very difficult to find people who are as motivated and interested in giving you those actions. I was recently reflecting on how I really want to find me a coach. <laughs> so, you know, there is a bias that I have that I that I don't like most of the coaches that I've ever met. Not most, all of the coaches. Is it true? I would say the majority, like the, 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 the majority of anyone that I met who positioned themselves as a professional educator slash coach, I had a lot of issues with, with this every single time. I met maybe a handful, maybe three people that I was impressed by. Um, and I think the reason that I'm so against it is because that I, because I have very little success finding someone that I who would be up to my standards, who I would want to follow. Uh, and like I said, only a handful of people that I've ever met ever in my entire life who I would want to listen to longer than 30 minutes. Maybe some of the coaches can, some of this sort of leadership can be found in, doesn't have to be a actual human person next to you. Maybe some of this leadership can come from, you know, books and YouTube videos, lectures of other individuals who no longer alive even. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or improved AI based on large language models, you know, that, that can really be, um, you know, telling you exactly what you need to hear. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I'm skeptical of that. But but wait, so do you do I know that I use YouTube just because I, I watch um, stupid gaming videos to to relax my brain. Uh, please don't tell anyone it's between us. But uh, do you have any YouTube like channels it don't have to be specific, but do you have any YouTube channels that you perceive as being like you're uh, looking up to people you listen to? Yeah, I want to mention Tim, 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 Tim. I'll I'll leave a link in the show notes. He's a dude in the states. He works temporary jobs in Colorado, in Montana. You know, cleaning parks and stuff. And he just lives out of his car, and hotels and Airbnbs. And his videos are very cool and lighthearted and easy. But he basically says, like, "What do you want from me? Leave me alone, society. You know, I'm just living my life." I like him because 
He's definitely not a guru, but he makes so many videos, you might as well call him a guru, uh, where he just talks about stuff like, yeah, you, you don't have to follow any standards or patterns, just be you, whatever you want to do. You know, and he's detached from the societal sort of uh, pliers, you know, the, the, the framework that is tight around us. He tries to be like, hey, 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 relax, you know, and the future is whatever you want it to be. You know, just don't think too much about the past to, to the future. Just be in the moment, be healthy, be harmonious with other people. It's cool. Uh, I like his stuff because, again, <laughs> sound like something that a guru might say. A guru might say yes, but he's got not, no source of income other than you know YouTube ads. And put, if you want to leave a donation, you can. Who else? Who else? I'm afraid to mention people that that <laughs> I thought were good, and then I, I couldn't listen to them anymore. Actually, good. It's a, it's a good question. So, so have you had anyone who you thought was good and worth listening to, and later you realize that it's all a bunch of bullshit? Yeah, what happens is that sometimes I get hooked on some red pill men's stuff and sometimes women also show up there. They also address men. And and at first I'm hooked and then I realized it's the agenda is so repetitive because they get incentivized in hooking their viewers on the same subjects and they don't evolve or they evolve kind of in, in darker ways, painting pictures even darker than they are. So I don't even want to mention names, but usually it takes me two to four months to realize that this person is leading his followers somewhere dark and I, I just unsubscribe and I, I don't want to, I don't know, want to know anything about it. Yeah. So in my final con, by the way, is coaches can be clueless about what you hire them for, but exude enormous confidence and that confidence is very seductive basically say hey can you help me absolutely tell me what you want to tell me what what we need to work on uh-huh uh -huh, okay okay yeah i have a perfect program for you and i have 25 you know hours of videos it's it's gonna be great and they speak it with such confidence sometimes even like you know from youtube you don't even know them you know they don't know you but you get hooked on the confidence but confident people are not necessarily competent and they don't necessarily have what you need so i think it's it's a it's kind of a darker side of it because we want to learn from people who exude confidence because why would you want to learn from a person who says well uh, I, don't, I don't know i'm not sure maybe maybe i'll help you maybe i want uh maybe your money is going to be worth it maybe not you know it's really not up to me it's up to you most people don't want to hear that you know even if it's the truth they want to hear yes absolutely i got you here you are you know i have other students just call them up they will tell you how it went for them there's perfect testimonials there's this there's that there's program if something is missing i'll make it for you don't worry and it's not always a good way to get what you want and and yeah what you hire them for what do you think about that the conflict in all of this for me is i love explaining things and i honestly i think would like to be a coach except that i don't want to be the type of coach that i see around and the other thought that comes to mind is all of those zen stories or buddhist stories where a student goes into the deep forest to find the teacher and then they go for three days and seven nights until they find a little hut in the middle of the in the middle of the forest and then they knock and the teacher says who's this and the student says teacher teach me and then the teacher says no you have to bring me five special stones so there's always like a bit of a challenge so when a, when a, in these types of stories um in these types of folklore the student always has to go through 
has to earn to be an apprentice of a teacher. It's very much reversed. And that's what interests me. So when I realize that I don't currently don't play the role of a teacher for anyone, a coach for anyone, as far as I can tell, maybe it's just not that my students didn't come quite yet. Because when they do, I hope I will be ready. Do you see what I mean? There is a reversal in who finds whom in and any moment once it's it, go ahead remember we remember we tried to coach your one of your potential students a couple of years ago with web development and stuff like that and he seemed to be a, a bright guy but somehow i guess the motivation didn't quite um, exist for long enough to get results and what do you think happened there for context, yeah, for context, um, he was like a pretty young guy, let's say 20-something, 20 21, 22 maybe, who taught himself web development and he was making little websites for his family members and like acquaintances, trying to make some money out of it. Um, and I, at the time, was a software developer for seven, six, seven years in a big tech company and still has been in tech uh, and other de- in web development as well for decades. And both of us became, both of us became interested in, <laughs> Both of us became interested in freely coaching him into anything that he wants to learn. And so we did help him quite a bit, um, but it only lasted for maybe five weeks total until it just subsided because I think he became uninterested. Mind you, two relatively experienced people who wanted to dedicate time, it just became blank. Yeah, so you can, you can never force, what would you call it? You can lead a horse to, to the river, but you cannot force the horse to drink. Uh, another person I re- quickly want to mention that I think is worth it uh, for me to, to follow is an indie developer, very successful, uh, Peter Levels. I'm going to leave his Twitter account in the show notes or his X account. Uh, he's, uh, he's famously has no employees and he's very contrarian and he doesn't like big corporations and stuff. And he's from the Netherlands. And when he broadcasts information, he he's basically like, don't email me, like, don't contact me, don't listen to me, but here's what I have to say. And, and when somebody p- presents himself as an anti-guru, you know, but is perfectly suited to be a guru because he makes crazy money with his indie projects, you know, that's the person I want to listen to because I don't even have a way to pay to pay him other than to use his products. I like it. That's my kind of guru. Yeah. So check out Peter Levels. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was thinking right now. So as we're trying to wrap it up, I was thinking right now if there's any one person that I would recommend to check out, any author, because or a YouTuber or a please. And I don't have. It seems like every person that I become interested, eventually I become uninterested enough so that I don't even want to recommend anyone because they will. I I keep standing by the idea that I think the student needs to find a teacher. So if someone needs, wants, like I do, I I give an example, you know, I know we need to be wrapping up, but uh, I, I give an example. Okay. Uh, at the monastery place where I spent a few mo- a few months about a year and a half ago, um, they have this idea of a of a uh, vision quest. They call it. It's essentially when people go to the forest and they stay there for two days, three nights without any supplies. They're relatively close to each other, but they're alone. No technology. Maybe some water. That's it. So you get the experience of fasting, kind of camping, but without any comfort. And then you supposedly come out of it with some insights. So it is a way to teach someone from the inside because they will have to experience it. And so the guy who teaches this has been apparently teaching it for a 
while and I recently discovered him and I discovered that he has a longer program where there will be multiple retreats and some of the reading materials as well. And just by talking to him and reading about him and having people I trust recommend him as an interesting and worthwhile person, I actually signed up to follow him. Uh, his name is Darren Silver, and there is a website that I will link. And one of the premises was that I was very much I'm having a first conversation with him and very much trying to double check for no bullshit. And my, my bullshit meter was very low. And I'm looking forward to see how the first retreat is going to go. I am paying money for it, but it seems a very it seems like a very unique thing. It's very niche, and you have to find it it's not out there so that's kind of my take on coached coaches i'm so glad that you have something that you're not a hopeless skeptic <laughs> that that is that your moat is is not so insurmountable that that somebody can get to you that's good um okay with this i'm a little bit happier that than before <laughs> after talking to you and thank you for sharing thank you Vasily. till next time till next time <laughs>